Welcome to the UK Virtual School Podcast, a podcast for parents, home educating families, and those looking for an alternative to the current education system. I'm Sid, the founder of UK's first online school that does things differently. We dare to be different. We dare to question the notion of our current education system. Join us as we create a movement to disrupt education and seek to create one which is innovative, inclusive and fulfilling for the children who will become the leaders and change makers of tomorrow. Join us and become part of the conversation. Welcome to episode number one of the UK Virtual School podcast. What does space smell like? This is going to be a journey through education, my education, and how that has impacted and molded my views on the education system itself. So in this episode, you'll get an insight into my thinking as an education disruptor and founder of UK Virtual School. So let's go back to the title of this podcast, which is, what does space smell like? I remember when I was five years old, I used to be that kid, that kid that would ask all these amazing out of the box creative questions that leave adults stumped. I was that kid. And as I went through the education system, I used to love learning. There was a real curiosity and joy that I got from being able to learn new content. Now, kids are born with this innate curiosity. But what happens as they go through the education system? And this is really interesting to kind of reflect on. So when I was in year five, I recall a project that I did and it was a space project. We were told to go away and do some research and put together a project on outer space. And I remember spending day and night doing research and taking so much joy from all the new content that I'd learned over the period of time that we had this project going. And it was a complete joy, an utter joy to be learning this. As I went into year six, I applied for the 11 plus and I had some tutoring sessions to enable me to kind of understand. And I found it really interesting because it was like a quiz to me. It was a challenge, especially the nonverbal reasoning and the maths and even aspects of the verbal reasoning. I found it really fun because it made you think. And if you've got a curious mind, it plays really nicely into it because it makes you think outside the box to see patterns and to see things that are similar and to come up with answers. So I passed the 11 plus and I went to a grammar school. And this is where, interestingly, this is where things started to change. Up until then, learning for me was all about fun. It was about being curious. It was about learning and acquiring knowledge. And this is how I believe education should be like. Primary schools have since changed a lot. And I know kids at primary level are under a lot of pressure. But let's go back to my experience at secondary. It's only when I started to go to a grammar school that I realised that education was different now. It wasn't all about the learning. It became more about passing the exams, passing the assessments, passing the tests and competing with the other kids in my class. Up until then, I only competed with myself, right? I wanted to learn more. I wanted to gain more knowledge. But suddenly... 
I was being compared to other kids in the class. Our grades were being put onto a PowerPoint presentation and they were also in many classes, I found that we were ranked according to the top 10. It was a bit daunting and I felt those restrictions being placed on me. It wasn't just about the teaching and it wasn't about the learning anymore. There were restrictions and it almost started to feel like I was suffocating. Suddenly there was no joy in learning anymore. It became about the tests and the assessments and the coursework and the exams. And it started to drain out my creativity. And I believe that this is what's happening to a lot of kids in primary. So it's just moved earlier and earlier. To me, luckily, it didn't happen until secondary. As I went through secondary school and I set my GCSEs, I got really good at passing the exams. I learned all the tricks. I knew how and what I needed to write in assessments that teachers set, in exams that were set for us. And I got really, really good at passing the exams. It wasn't fun anymore. It was just about getting that grade. I wasn't interested in what I was learning either. And it wasn't about asking those big questions. I lost that creativity. So I wasn't asking those big questions like, what does space smell like? Why is the sky blue? Why do we see rainbows? All of those questions that kids ask, as we grow older, we lose that curiosity. Think about the last time you asked a question which you didn't know the answer to. And it really made you think. And it really made you go and Google and do some research. So let's go back to my secondary experience. So I did A-levels and I got all A's and A-stars. And because I'd learned how to do really well with the system, I knew how to pass exams. And then I went on to uni and I studied physics and maths. I did four years master's level physics and maths. So my actual degree was MSci, theoretical physics and applied maths. At A-level, I'd done art and textiles and physics and maths. So I had that creativity, even though I wasn't thinking outside of the box anymore. I still tried to keep up with the creative subjects. And I was torn. I really loved the art, but equally I loved the challenges that physics and maths kind of brought to me. And in the end, through lots of adults telling me what I would possibly do with textiles and art with my life, I ended up doing a master's in physics and maths instead. And as I went through the years, especially when I reached fourth year, which was my master's level year, I actually didn't understand what we were learning anymore. I remember in the fourth year, we had to derive Einstein's famous E equals MC squared equation. And all I did for the exam was to learn step by step how I would derive that and how I'd replicate that answer into the exam. I didn't understand why or how or the concepts behind it. I just knew how to do it. And this is what the education system at the moment is teaching us. It's teaching us how to pass exams. It's teaching us how to get that grade, which is fine because at the end we have those grades, right? But what if the system could be different? What if we got those grades and we enjoyed doing what we were doing at school? How amazing would that be? So let's go back to my university life. I left uni and I started to work on outreach projects with kids and trying to get them interested in learning and curious about learning because this was something that I wanted to revive again in me as well. I wanted to be creative, I wanted to have fun and I wanted to relive that childhood that I kind of lost when I went to secondary school. So I would run workshops on creative writing and I started to offer workshops on science and all of that good stuff. I trained as a teacher. And I taught 
at private, state and grammar schools. And I recall during my training year, I came to the realisation how very little I actually knew. Because when you plan a session to teach others, you will then start to think about all the questions that they're going to ask about that topic, about that concept. And it really makes you question what you're teaching them. And you realise that you don't really understand what you've learned all of these years. And I was teaching physics and maths and these were concepts that I'd done at school for GCSE, for A-level. I'd also done at uni, at master's level. But I realised that I didn't quite understand why. Why was I doing things like this? Why did this mathematical equation work? Why? Like, why? All the questions that a kid asks was starting to run through my head again because I was starting to think from their lens. In order to teach kids, you need to think like them. And that's when the realisation hit that I don't really understand much. I've not really learnt much over these years. And that was the first time I had to think like a child again in over a decade. And I realised that I'd been restricted so much that I wasn't seeking answers to big questions anymore because I wasn't even asking those big questions anymore. I had to think like a child again to be able to teach kids really well. But my imagination was very limited. After a couple of years of teaching in state, private and grammar schools, I decided to leave. Over the years, I'd realised that my creativity was diminishing even more. I got to the point where I felt so restricted by the education system because at that point I'd been in education my entire life. I'd gone since I was in reception, I'd done GCSEs, A-levels, I'd gone to uni, I did four years, then I did my PGCE, I actually did PG DipEd, so Diploma in Education, and I had to write five essays during that period of time, and then I went straight back into uh, the classroom again to teach in a number of different schools. So I'd spent my entire life in the education system, and the more I spent time in it, the less creative I became. And this is a scary bit. It completely changed me and not even for the better. Because I wasn't creative, I wasn't happy. I didn't enjoy what I did anymore. I enjoyed working with kids, I knew that much. I knew that I loved working with kids. But I wished I could do things differently. Especially when you've got head of departments and heads trying to tell you not to do things a certain way. I wanted to do things differently. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to make a mark. And I wanted to create inspiration in kids so that they would go and pursue what they wanted to do. So I left teaching. Teaching in the education system or in the classroom as we know it. But I didn't quite leave teaching itself. I initially set up my own business called Femtinos, And some of you might know me from that business. And I became a STEM communicator. So I would teach science, tech, engineering, maths workshops up and down the country, hands-on, completely crazy. We would do dissections. We would do all sorts of experiments. We did flame experiments. We did chemical experiments. And I learned so much during that process. And it sparked that imagination in me again. Now, it took a good few years to undo all that the education system had done. It took me years and years to move away from worksheets, to move away from the rigidity that the education system is, 
I started to expand the age range that I offered my classes to at first. I was working with between ages five and seven in one group and then eight to ten and then secondary kids in one group. And then eventually I started working with a broader and broader age range. And by the time that COVID hit, I was working with kids between the ages of five and 14, all in one class. And we'd done that for about 18 months and it worked. It worked amazingly. And I'll tell you why it worked. It worked because the kids were no longer competing with each other. They were collaborating because they knew they were at different starting points. They knew that they weren't the same ages. There was nothing that was defining them as being similar, except for the fact that they were all in the workshop. And even if kids were the same age, they didn't assume they were the same age because there was such a wide range of kids in the class. And I worked often with SEN kids and they fit in perfectly. The more workshops I did, the more I realized that the limitations that we have that have been going on for years and years within the education system are very outdated. I did a whole load of workshops. We did around 450 workshops a year and it was amazing. We'd pick a topic and I remember one month we picked the topic of blood. And I remember thinking and saying to my colleague, how are we going to fit in so many sessions in a month on blood when I don't even know anything about blood? except that it's red and it circulates our body. And then we started doing the research. And this is really important. Learning never ends. Many of the workshops I taught, I didn't know anything about the topic before I started advertising it. And then I would spend weeks and weeks learning about the topic. We're living in an amazing era where everything is at our fingertips. A whole wealth of knowledge where we can just Google information But also being able to verify that information is really important. And when you're Googling a new topic, you end up being so engrossed because one question in Google will lead into an answer, which then leads into another question. And once you start thinking outside of the box, you have all of these questions that you want answered on that particular topic. The more you delve in deeper, the more questions you have. And this is exactly what I loved doing as a kid. And I was starting to do it all over again. So I ran workshops for a number of years. And by the time that COVID hit, I'd been running them for 10 years. 10 years of workshops working with 12,000 plus kids across the UK. And it has been amazing. I would not change that. I learned so much about how kids learn by working with so many different kids, different abilities, different backgrounds, different special educational needs and different ages. I learned that mixed age abilities really worked and that we could push young kids beyond curriculum content and they would be fine. So you're probably wondering, how did we teach five to 14 year olds in the same class when a 14 year old will have far more knowledge than a five year old? If you pick a topic that neither of them have any knowledge on, they're starting at the same point. They only have skills and experiences that differentiate their experience of the workshop. Just like this question, what does space smell like? I can assure you that most of the listeners here that are listening into this right now will have no clue what space smells like. And I can assure you that if you came to the workshop that I ran on this topic, you would be equally as engrossed as a five-year-old. Age is no barrier to learning. 
we all have that child nature inside of us. And that's what I revived again when I left the education system. Now, during this period of time, I started working with more and more home educating families. The first home educating family I worked with was about 11 years ago. And they came to some of my workshops. And the very first one was on electricity and we were building circuits. I realised that there were families out there that wanted an alternative to what the system was. And that need has grown over the years. And when COVID hit, a lot of families realised how broken the education system is. Or they realised that the kids were actually learning better at home or responding better to the learning, or responding better to online. I had many, many families reach out to me during COVID in 2020, and they wanted academic content online delivered by me or my team. And I'm not a big fan of the curriculum content. I think it's very limiting. And a lot of the work I did through Femtinos was not curriculum-based. We would pick a topic and we would run with it and often end up going beyond GCSE and A-level content, sometimes even uni-level content. (laughs) I recall teaching kids how to suture. So suturing is the sewing up of the skin after surgery. We'd done a workshop on heart surgery. The kids had learnt about the different chambers of the heart. They learnt about circulation. They learnt about the different heart conditions that you can have. They also learnt about the careers. And we dissected a heart. And one of the activities that we did was teach them about suturing. Because there was an article a couple of years ago which talked about how surgeons are leaving university with a lack of dexterity skills. They've got the academics, just like I was talking about my journey. I had the academics, but sometimes we don't have the skills that come or are needed with the job because we've just got really good at passing the exam. And so many students are leaving, many surgery students are leaving and they want to become surgeons, but they're lacking the dexterity skills. So one of the activities that we did that they do in their specialist year at uni was teaching the kids how to suture. Now, I didn't know how to do that before I learned it using Google and lots of videos and watching and and actually trying. And then we taught the skills to kids and the suturing needle is curved. So it's not a normal needle. And this is the kind of thing that we can teach the kids. And there's no limit. There's no upper limit. As long as the kids are asking the questions, you can go ahead and do the learning together with them. You don't need to know all the answers. You just need to facilitate. So when the question of running curriculum content online kind of came into being when lots of parents were contacting me, it wasn't something that I automatically wanted to do. And then I remembered all of those days and weeks and months that I'd spent as a teacher in a school feeling completely deflated, feeling that the system had to be different and moaning about it, but not really doing anything about it. And I had an idea. What if I could demonstrate that there's another way to do things? I kind of done it with Femtinos, but that wasn't curriculum content. What if we could demonstrate that there was another way of schooling? Another way of following the curriculum, covering the content, but without the pressures, without it being about the exams and the assessments, and just being about the love of learning. So UK Virtual School was born in the middle of the pandemic, actually at the peak of the pandemic. I had the idea at the end of May 2020, and by the first week of June 2020, we had 
a trial of 15 families testing out the idea. And then the rest of his history. We've just completed 12 months of UK virtual school. And what an amazing 12 months it's been. So this has been a little podcast about my journey through education. But we can't finish off without answering the question that I asked at the beginning. What does space smell like? There's a dust cloud in the centre of our galaxy. Our galaxy is the Milky Way. The dust cloud is called Sagittarius B2. And it contains a chemical called ethyl formate, which gives the ester or the aroma of raspberry and rum. So the centre of our galaxy smells like raspberry and rum. Not that you could actually go there and smell it because we can't actually breathe in space, but the chemicals that give the aroma of raspberry and rum are actually in the centre of our galaxy. How exciting is that? And I bet many of you listening did not know this, and that's completely fine, because there's an infinite amount of knowledge out there. And what we should be doing as parents and adults and as educators is inspiring the next generation, showing them that there's a different way to do things and becoming leaders and examples and innovators so they have a path to follow. So don't try and diminish the questions that they ask. Let them ask these really big questions. Don't take away the creativity because that's what's natural to us as humans. We have this innate curiosity of wanting to learn, of wanting to gain knowledge and wanting to be inspired by the universe, by nature, by how things work. And science is one amazing way of igniting that interest. It's like a flame. Imagine a flame. As a child, you're this little tiny flame, but but a flame engulfs everything in a room. It, It turns a light on everything. And that's exactly what education is like, or what a child's question is like. They ask a question because their head is full of wanting to know. And then what happens is as we grow older, that flame is extinguished. But what if the education system allowed that flame to grow, that flame of curiosity? So thank you guys for listening into the very first episode of the UK Virtual School podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed listening into my journey through the education system and my journey as an education disruptor and why I've set up UK Virtual School. Because I truly believe that we can become the leaders and an inspiration to other schools, both online and offline. Thank you for listening into the UK Virtual School podcast. We hope you took value from this podcast. And if you did, please remember to like and to subscribe and to share what you've learned with other families. Now, if you want to find out about UK Virtual School, go to ukvirtualschool.co.uk or you can join our page or Facebook group, UK Virtual School. We hope that your home education journey is an exciting one. And if you're right at the beginning of starting out, do reach out to us and ask us for some support. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Virtual School podcast and I'll see you next time.